to day nine of our cycling trip. On day five, I chopped a finger off. Uh, we got back from A&E as the sun was rising on Saturday morning, and I'd basically had the work. So I had a tetanus jab, an x-ray, a box of antibiotics. Really can't complain about my whole hospital experience. Um, and I barely slept in the morning. Um, but all the next day, I felt amazing. I just, I was like, I've still got a finger. It's going to heal. And there was more than that. I, I realised how lucky I was to have so many people who were there to help me. We just spent three days with Harriet and her brother Alex and her parents Claire and Dave, people we had never met before. Um, and they were just amazing hosts. Um, so if they're listening, thank you so much. I don't, really don't know what would have happened if I'd cut off a finger and we were camping in the middle of nowhere. Um, so they really didn't have to go you know, as far as they did. Um, but thank you. Uh, we had to scale down our cycling plans, uh, and so instead of going to Cape Wrath, we're now going to aim for the Inner Hebrides in Scotland instead. Um, but it's just kind of been a pleasure to, to embrace the unexpected. It feels more like an adventure that way. So I'm not really upset that we've had to change things around. It kind of feels exciting. So after three days in Cowsby in North Yorkshire, uh, we headed off yesterday morning for Richmond, uh, just a mini day. Uh, and on Monday morning, so two days ago, I met the hand surgeon and he said, I don't need any, any surgery and I could even keep cycling. He was like, yeah, uh, try it out if it works. Yeah, it's all good. He didn't seem bothered and I was like, great, let's carry on. Uh, I also need to do a shout out to Zoe, who's just been amazing. She's She's been very, very concerned since the start, but she packed a bag for me to, to take to the A&E waiting room. Um, she's done all the packing and stuff since then and just really... Just kind of stepped in and done all the stuff I can't do with one hand. Um, so thanks, Zoe, for being my conscience. And the whole, the whole hand fiasco has just reminded me of something really important about bike tours. It's that the unexpected is going to happen. Disasters happen. And you end up having unexpected interactions with unexpected people. And these interactions are usually positive and usually really life-affirming. I guess your average holiday involves planning every day where you're going to be, you're planning to have loads of fun, and it often is with loads of fun. On a bike trip, you can do some planning, but crazy things are going to happen, and you're going to be put in weird situations, and it, it pushes you to interact with other people, and I've really enjoyed the weekend we've just had, sort of being forced to be around all these new people. Um, it's just made me feel super happy. Made me feel it kind of it's, it's given me trust in people, trust in the world, and that's something that I just love about cycle touring. And now starts a new week on the bike. Um, we're cycling north through the North Pennines. We're going to go into Scotland and freeze the Southern Uplands um, all the way to Ardrossan, uh, where we're going to get a a ferry to Arran, our first of the Hebridean Islands. Exciting! Let's see how it goes. It's the second day after the finger incident um, and we're camping next to the Tyne River in near Olsted. And last time we were in this village was when Stan and I were on a maybe really short like four or five day hiking trip um, through the Pennines. I think it was two summers ago and it was very wet and very cold, unlike today. 
today. The sun is just setting behind the hills and I basically took a bath in the river and it was so warm you could just float there for hours. But then, back then, it was freezing and raining and we were coming over the hills uh, kind of walking across this moorland and the only thing you could see back then was just like a stake in the ground telling you where to go every hundred or so meters and you had to look out for it and that was literally the only signpost around the stake in the ground and everything else was heather and these kind of hides for hunting parties and it was brown and gray and anyways we basically found ourselves in this freezing cold storm in August and we sat by this stone wall and I cried and I was just so distraught I remember thinking this isn't what a holiday should be this is not fun at all um like we you know I can't even talk to Stan about anything interesting uh we haven't said a word to each other in hours we've just been trudging along in the rain and there's no end in sight and I just didn't want to go on and I, I was so upset um, so we hitchhiked out of there. We hitchhiked to Alston, where we are now. And uh, we then hitchhiked from Alston to the Lake District to join Stan's family. So we, we bailed on the whole holiday. And um, looking back on it and thinking about how I felt the last time I was in this town, I just can't understand why I would ever feel so upset. What, what was that upsetting back then that made me bail, that made me cry, that I... It's interesting looking back on holidays like this because in the moment, everything is so heightened. You either feel amazing or you feel terrible. And looking back, all you really remember is the amazing bits, the terrible bits you try to sweep under the rug. Um, This time, I feel great. I feel really great. Um, Despite the finger, which when I think too hard about it, makes me sad and angry and annoyed. Um, Despite the finger, we had a really nice day today and it's sunny and it's warm and I'm clean. And I think it really is just the small things that make a difference. The weather, having a good conversation, having a tasty pie and feeling pretty safe. Landslide, yeah. rain, yeah. washed down, and the drains at the bottom. I'm working railway jobs, yeah. and you, they don't put big drains in. Yeah. This, this line we've got here is just an ordinary line, but it goes right up to Glasgow. And if you want to get any further, you change it. There's two stations in We've got a, we've got a run. Glasgow up. Central and Queen's <laughs> that one would go to Queen Street. Yeah. yeah. Well we'll go to Glasgow where Central. Part, what part do you come from? The country? Uh we live in London. Okay. That's a long way for here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't come up from London on the bike, did you? Oh we did, yeah. He uh, must have been a, a quite a while right. Yeah. Because yeah. he can't go on motorways No. We get the scenic route. The yeah. That's a roundabout road. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. All, all the best to you. Nice yeah. to meet you. Nice to meet you.
was the sound of the first Scottish person we met uh, down in Annan. Uh, and today we met two bicycle tourists as well. We met a, a German woman who was cycling with uh, her dog in a kid's trailer behind her. And then we met this Polish guy on a road bike who was sort of bi bike packing around the UK. Neither of them were that chatting, chatty unfortunately, because we really wanted to speak to somebody. Uh, today's just been an amazing day, day th uh, the third day after the finger thing. And we've had really nice weather, sun since breakfast. We've had a tailwind since breakfast. So we've just boshed out 90 kilometers and it didn't even feel that hard. I mean, I'm tired, but what a day. Uh, and the weather's just going to continue. I mean, we really are, I thought we'd have loads of tragic occurrences and difficult times that would make great podcast material because usually that's something like that happens. Um, but it just hasn't happened yet. I mean, we had a bit of a midge attack this morning um, and midges are supposed to only exist in, Scot in Scotland. So that was pretty horrible, but I think we'll save that for another time, the midge story. Um, because things aren't going wrong, things are going great. We're just going to have to treat you to uh, our campsite recipe. And it's going to be uh, a recipe we created last week. It's called Pimped Pot Noodle. Start the music. So to make your Pimped Pot Noodle, you're going to need one pot noodle per person or similar. Uh, and you're going to, need, going to need some vegetables and some eggs. The whole idea of this is we are taking uh, the nutritionally poor instant pot noodle and we're turning it into a proper meal here. So it's going to be very simple. Uh, you're getting your, your camping pot, you're um, putting some water in, you're going to put your vegetables in. We chose kale and tomatoes, but you can choose any vegetables you like. And you're just going to heat that up and you're going to steam slash boil, maybe shallow boil that um, until your vegetables are cooked. And then you're going to crack your eggs in, one per person, and you're going to poach your eggs best, as best you can. Um, and when your water is sort of at boiling point, you've got your vegetables in there, oh delicious, you've got your eggs in there. You're going to pour the hot water um, into all the pot noodles that you're doing. Split that water, split the vegetables, and put one egg in each pot. And there you go, you've got a beautiful pot noodle, let it sit for uh, three or four minutes, depending on what the packet says. And you've got full-on ramen there with all the delicious things. Um, one pot wonder. Absolutely demolished that last week. So we're in the uh, toilets and spoons. Uh, we're in a disabled cubicle, me and Zoe, in uh, Dumfries, and we're just going to take my bandage off for the first time in four days and put a new one on. So it's quite straightforward. We just take the old one off and put the new one on. Ominous noise. Oh. <laughs> Unexpected. How? This would be right for being so hairy. Yeah. Maybe you should do this one. Great. And now we just. Are you nervous? Yeah, I can't. I... Okay, I can see the. So we literally can't watch. I can see the end. You can see the actual wound's been wrapped in clear plastic and somehow the gauze or the bandage is sticking to whatever squeezed out of the plastic. But it doesn't hurt right now. This is just going to come off, hopefully. And it looks like someone's crushed a mouse inside a piece of plastic. Hasn't stuck. Oh my god, it's not sticking. <gasps> this is so much better than last time. Oh! 
Wow. Oh, it looks so foul. disgusting. That's so gross. Oh, the, the end of my finger's gone. It's yellow, it's got little black bits okay, on it. Okay, let's just wash it. Let's not narrate. We don't need to narrate. We're in a random, tiny Scottish one-street town. I don't know the name of it. Uh, kind of just south of Loch Dune after what should have been an easy day. And, like, it was an easy day. We spent three hours in spoons. But it's turning into a classic cycling conundrum where we cannot find a place to camp. So I'm wandering around a graveyard of a church seeing if this is okay and i'm gonna say no because it's too creepy and it's also really still and we don't want to get midged right so stan came back and found a spot that he thought was good it was like in a field behind this town and uh you had to go through a sheep field and um, and it was a little boggy, but, you know, we're kind of getting desperate at this point. And so we are opening the gate to go out there. And this guy comes out of his B&B and he's like, have you, are you going to camp there? We're like, yeah. He's like, well, have you asked the landowner if you can camp there? We were like, no. And he was like, you should ask the landowner. And Stan was like, okay, well, do you know who the landowner is? And he was like, yeah, it's just the, the white cottage next door. If you go knock on the door and ask her, I think that'd be better. So now Stan's knocked and no one has come out yet. And now he's creepily looking in the windows. Uh, so that might be our plan scuppered. We'll see. So we're officially settled in for the night, uh, watching an absolutely gorgeous sunset. Um, but we're not really in the kind of camping location we expected to be um after the saga with the lady and her land she never answered the door we tried to go um down this kind of side road in the hope that it would lead to some place to camp but there wasn't really anything that wasn't heather and full of midges or private land without sheep um so we've come all the way back through town and ended up in the first spot we saw, which is the town war memorial. Um, and I said halfway through our hunt, which took about an hour, maybe more, that this was the part of camping, of cycling I hate the most. It's like at the end of the day, and you're exhausted, and there's just nowhere good to sleep. And I don't like the uncertainty of it. I don't like how like an outsider you feel. I don't like how hungry I am and <laughs> how long it will take to get food. I don't like not really feeling like safe. I mean, it's not like not safe, but you know. Um, and I I don't like breaking rules, so that's hard for me. I don't like going on private land, and I don't really like being at a war memorial even though the view is great and it's windy and it's midge free and once we set up the tent no one will probably know that we're here um but stan probably has a very different perspective on this i want to know what he thinks i mean it was a bit stressful 
watching basically our shadows lengthen as each thing we tried, like the lock, the churchyard, the spot by the river, the other spot, whatever. Watching all those get knocked down, a bit stressful, but it's such a nice evening right here that I just couldn't feel bad. It's like, it looks like a box of cornflakes. Like the sun is just starting to set. It's 20 degrees and we're in the, the southern uplands of Scotland. It's just so nice. And it was, I just kind of found it a bit funny. It's like, okay, that failed. What are we going to try next? We literally can't keep looking for another hour because it'll be dark. Um, and then just as it was looking quite grim, we had this sort of midgy spot next to a river lined up that was clearly not legit and people might see us. Zoe was like, well, either we get a B&B or we go back to that spot by the memorial. And I'm like, oh, the memorial. I forgot about that. I can't believe you forgot about that. I thought you just didn't want to go here. When I when I saw it, I didn't want to go here, but then when it was the best option, I'm like, actually, like someone clearly comes and mows mows around here every week. Yeah, like they care about it, and now we're desecrating it with our food and our camping. But look at that sunset. I know the sunset is amazing. The clouds are phenomenal. Like the way the light is hitting them and from above, kind of, and then the bottom is grey. It's just cornflakes. So pretty. I don't think this looks like cornflakes. It's too rugged to be cornflakes. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, I... The hills are too big. Yeah. But you're right, I have, I have a different take on things. Um, I don't think we're going to get woken up by angry locals, but who knows? I just, I got disappointed when the Airbnb, not the Airbnb, the B&B guy came out of his B&B and was like, oh, well, have you asked the lady about the house, like, about the land? I mean, why couldn't he just say, oh, you're stuck? Like, camp on my land, or... They didn't really have a. They didn't really have a garden. No, they didn't really have a garden. That's true. But I don't know. They could have suggested a place, or I guess it wasn't angry, but it wasn't particularly welcoming, and I kind of wanted it to be welcoming. Yeah. Um, we're gonna have a lot of nice traffic noise tonight, but if we tune it out, it's a beautiful spot. It's a beautiful spot. So we're at the ferry port in Nardrossa and we're about to get on um, our first ferry of many. We're about to go to Arran. Uh, and I think this is the end of the episode because we're leaving the mainland. You know, we've, be, we've just been doing 50 miles a day and just getting into this routine. Now we're going to go to the islands where there aren't many roads and we have to slow down a bit. Um, I just want to say we've had nine days of sun no rain and quite a lot of tailwinds this is quite spooky so this is like the happy episode everything's just gone so well um so really can't complain out there in Arran and Hyla and, and Jura um it's gonna get cold it's gonna get cold probably there's not many distractions so it's just gonna be me and Zoe with each other's company let's just let's see how that goes um I'm looking forward to it Today we're going to camp on a beach on an island. I'm excited!